Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, the spotlight is on Jamie Bolauer. He's a seasoned poet, an accomplished independent author with a rich literary portfolio. With over 20 years of experience as an educator, Jamie has not, over, not only carved a niche for himself in poetry, but has also gained recognition for his engaging blogs and his well-received fictional novel, Under the Lights. Tonight, we will focus on Jamie's most recent work, While Death Waits, his poetry collection. He is known for exploring diverse themes such as family, heartache, and the mysteries, the many mysteries of life. Jamie celebrates his ability to challenge readers to think about their perspectives, and he encourages them to delve deeper into their own way of being to gain new insights. Now, outside of my friend Jamie's literary pursuits, he is a devoted husband and a father of six and he cherishes moments spent with his family. Everyone, help me greet my friend, one of my favorite poets, <laughs> my partner in poetic crime, <laughs> Jamie Bohauer. Good evening, sir. Good evening. I, 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 I know you hate surprises, but I would really like to start with a really small poem that I found, and I think okay. it totally sets the scene um, for us. Right, and, you might re- and you might recognize it. I Breathe by Michael Anthony Ingram. Although my hands are wizened and my face old, but knowing life still full, but closing. I breathe. With each new breath, I send a signal to the world that I'm okay. End of poem. Wow. Michael Anthony Ingram wrote that? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> He's deeper than I thought. <laughs> He and I only have surface conversations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> but you know what? Thank you because I needed that. I needed to hear that. Thank you. And yeah. I do need to breathe. Yeah. Because I am okay. And you're okay. We're yep. all okay. All right. Well, let's begin this poetic journey. Your new book, While yes. Death Waits. Just a few questions that I'd like to ask you prior to your sharing your work. First of all, what was the inspiration behind writing this book? Oh, well, um, the the first, um, the major inspiration and the title of the book um, is a is actually the first uh, the title of the first poem in the book. 
and it is it is centered on um actually i didn't know it at the time you know that's what life is about sometimes um but my my mom was in the hospital um and uh we had rushed you know home to see her you know and spent a couple days um and some family was there uh you know and my she got released from the hospital and everything um and as you know traveling home i was just like i was just trying to come up with a way to describe that the feeling that everybody was having and you could feel it you know it's one of those times you know whether it's the excitement in a, a game or something like you can feel the energy or whatever um and i just kind of the the phrase of uh, or the image of death just kind of waiting um for for her yes but actually this kind of knowledge you know a realization that it waits for us all um and <laughs> once i had the phrase wild death waits then it actually just the poem itself is kind of uh, uh a narrative or snapshots of, of those couple of days um when she was in the hospital and which would end <laughs> up actually being uh the last time i saw her which I, you know, I didn't know at that time. So the other, the other inspiration though, I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, man, I have not released any poetry in like three some years. Um, I, I had released a, um, a short story collection of spooky like stories and stuff, but like, and I looked and for this book, I had close to like 300 poems, that I, I could have included in it. And so it was actually a challenge to, to get it down to only like, I don't remember, I think like 56 or uh, something like, like that. So I was just like, it was mm-hmm. like time, you know, it felt like I need to get some of my words kind of out, out into the universe. Um, yes. So. Hmm. Well, thank you. <clears throat> I want to go back to the title. While death waits, because I had an image of death just standing on the corner, looking at his watch or her watch you know, mm-hmm. and tapping it. I don't know why that came to mind. Uh, just tapping uh, on his watch like, mm. yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm 15 minutes now. Yeah, I'll, I'll come and get you. <laughs> that's my, uh, my image wasn't on the court. It was actually out in the hallway. Like, that's what I, oh, really? what, yeah. And that's what my, is like, but he, that, you know, it's like, well, it, it wasn't time, you know, like, but yet mm-hmm. it, it was, he was there or, you know, mm-hmm. standing out, and, but yet wasn't coming in, you know? Right, um, right. And, and so mm-hmm. it, it, it just had this, that image. And after I've gotten the poem written and the book out and stuff, and, you know, as we deal with our own uh, grief and, and other things, you know, honestly, to a degree, we're all mm-hmm. living our lives and death is, you know, kind of just like, okay, I, I'm here, you know, and yes. it kind of has been spurring me a little bit to, you know, I, it's a cliche, you know, but cliches are cool sometimes. You know, to, mm-hmm. to try to do better and be more fulfilled and, um, you know, connect with people and, and stuff like that. Does grief 
have an endpoint? At the moment, no. <laughs> uh, just I don't think it being, ever does, actually. Yeah, just it's different. It ebbs and flows. It feels yes. uh, different. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's a mm-hmm. sparks, and I think I think you'd recognize. You know, just something might strike uh, a memory yes. or something, and and I wrote a blog obviously after my mom uh, passed away. And I said mm-hmm. in the blog, and I still hold that to be a little bit true. It's not mm-hmm. the, the hardest part is that it's not that they're gone and stuff like tomorrow. It's like they're gone right now. Like the story yeah. for them has ended and mm-hmm. there's nothing, they're not here right now. And right. that, that, challenges me sometimes it just randomly you know because i'll you know just sending text messages or something you know along that line Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. i don't do that you know i send a text Mm -hmm. to my dad and see how he's doing but yes it's different it's different (laughs) yeah oh it's different (laughs) you know as i had an opportunity to look at the cover of your book tell me about the process for creating it describe it to me um all right, so this is a this is actually a collaboration. Um, I had an idea, and I was actually my first idea was black letters on a black background, and I kind of did mm-hmm. a rough thing of that. And I'm like, ah, oh, this just isn't very good. Um, and my second son um, is into graphic art and photography and does all this stuff, so I sent him the idea, and I said, this is my look at it. And I'm like, this is horrible. I know it is. Um, and he came back with uh, a little bit uh, of the kind of granite, but it's actually kind of smudged. It's kind of uh, the white on white with the black uh, shadow. And I was like, oh, yes. yeah. Yes, that's, that's the vibe I was looking for to have the whole thing be all one big encompassing experience, you know, just hit you, not broken in. Uh, I don't have my name on the front part on the book. It's Mm -hmm. on the spine. I don't have, it says Mm -hmm. Holmes. I don't have anything. I just wanted the title. So he Mm -hmm. actually ended up doing the, the finished product. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very nice. It's a beautiful cover. Like I said, again, it's quite striking quite striking, my friend. As you think about being a poet, a writer, as I said earlier, your portfolio is extremely rich in terms of your literary works. What do you feel has been the most or think has been the most valuable piece of advice you've been given about being a writer or writing in general? Um. As, well, lately, uh, so I've been uh, working on spoken word things mm. um, and have competed in two poetry slams. I uh, never made the right. final round, but I did make through <laughs> a couple rounds, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in that regard, recently I've had uh, some people um, on on X now, it used to be the app known as Twitter. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, they, have, <laughs> they have been very honest and helpful with me in my delivery. Um, and so I have just been very grateful and there's been a couple of times they've been just strikingly honest, like that's not good. 
that's not a good way to deliver a poem. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I agree with you. Gotcha. I will, you know, uh, do better with it. So I actually like anything that's pretty honest um, mm-hmm. because I, I want to grow as, as a writer or a poet. You well, know, let, and well, let me I just this. like what honesty. Made you decide, what made you decide to take on spoken word? What did you want to do differently? Um, or express differently. Yeah, I I still love being on this show. Um, <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> um, Check is in the mail, man. Check is in the yep, mail. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, I taught myself, and I, I think we talked about it last time um, when we were talking about mm-hmm. April twenty twenty, um, and because there's some yes. poetic forms that I use. So I really delved for a long time, not a long time, uh, but a couple years of really trying to strengthen my craft in more classical and, and modern forms. But yes, my writing, especially um, my early writing, but also just that expressional, just letting your emotion be a little bit of, the, of what dictates uh, the word choice and stuff has always actually um, fascinated me. And I just actually heard that had the chance and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just going to try this. Um, and so it's not even been a year that I've really focused on spoken word. And, you know, I'm still very rough, I mean, rough yes. in that regard. It is an art form. It is its own unique yes, it is. Um, uh, expression and stuff. Um, but I just felt like I want to, this is one area I think I would like to try and then grow and, and see what I can, what I can do. All right. So this personal well, drive. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but what did you say? No, I just said just a, a personal drive to, to okay. try something and be right. good at it. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. You know, I'm always <laughs> proud of you, man. You know that. Yeah. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. I'm always proud of you, buddy. Thank you. I'm always proud of you. Hey, okay. hey, you know, you What's said that you were going to have your a new collection of poetry out too, by the way, because that poem that I did start with was from your book quite a few years ago. Yep, 23 so, years ago. Yeah. 23 years ago. Yeah. I was breathing. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's go, okay. Let's move into the focus <laughs> of the evening. My friend, fantastic poet, incredible <clears throat> human being, please share a set of poems. Okay. Well, I, I I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start with the uh, the poem "Wild Death Waits." <clears throat> um. First off, this is uh, written a little bit in the spoken word, um, but it uses the re- uh, uses a refrain, and obviously you're going to tell that the refrain is "While Death Waits." Um, so it, it doesn't have a, a classic poetic form to it, but uses classic elements um, like a refrain. While death waits. While death waits. We will hold hands. Yours, smaller now, skin, silky yet blotched, bones 
still strong. We will whisper memories while death waits, letting our emotions be loud, reverberating in the hall, remembering moments of joy that now outline tomorrow with too many words for us to hold between our palms. The world wants to disrupt the sunlight that bleaches our tear-streaked cheeks. We cannot close the door, but we will laugh while death waits. We are in no hurry. Final goodbyes take time and heart. We will use all of ours while death waits. If we should fall apart, I'll pick up the pieces, place them on your pillow so you can remember the times I needed you to guide me like only a mother can. They will shine like the nightlight you placed in my room. But for now, while death waits, we will hold hands. End of poem. Oh, okay. Um, As I was thinking uh, uh, about how to put the poems together, I decided to kind of stay a little bit theme-wise. So this next poem is written, um, was written uh, a little bit after finding out uh, about about my mom's situation. and stuff and dealing with what the possibility um, could be of the future. Um, And so this poem, uh, again, is written a little bit with spoken word in mind, but it has uh, its own form. And this is called What of a Life? Of a life. What of a minute? Just enough time to say goodbye, make a turn left or right. Kiss a child goodnight or make a wish on a falling star. 88 heartbeats will take your soul pretty far. What of a life? What of a minute? What of an hour? Just enough time to share a fine wine with friends or family. Read a book. Pages turning louder than the storm's thunder. Find peace in the arms of another 6,000 steps will give your heart a chance to recover of a life what of a minute what of an hour what of a day just enough time to write this poem call your mother at home to battle fears that come with chasing dreams share a second bowl of ice cream while watching the sun set from beginning to end. 22,000 breaths will hold all the I love you's, I love you's, you forget to send. What of a life, a minute, an hour, a day? What of a lifetime, not enough time? To dance with your love in the glow of the headlights, nice and slow. Find the right space between the past and the future. Learn to speak love with candor. 
with fewer doubt-filled words. Seventy-plus years will teach you that the greatest sin is in the moments we ignore. What of this life? End of poem. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Oh. Okay. Last one for the for this segment. <sighs> Maybe we'll we'll get some more joyful poems in a little bit. Um. So you you talked about uh, mentioned about grief, um, and it is never ending. This was this was this is basically written for spoken word. Um, and this is just basically raw emotion. Um, and you, you'll, you'll be able to tell obviously what's going on. Uh, the name of this poem is death is not pretty. Death is not pretty. It is not filtered lights and emotional music playing in the background. It is a wound that never heals a scar that bleeds all the wasted hours that could have been seep between the stitches. Death is the fear in your eyes that once held universes, but death has shrunk them to the size of marbles with cloudy speech bubbles that plead for me to help bring back your paperback books and the long walks where we would appreciate the colors of all the front doors and the flowers that held guard on the edges of the steps. Now, I walk alone, never looking up because death isn't pretty. It is the deterioration of love, like a forgotten Christmas list left in jean pockets that went through the wash. Now, just pointless pulp in my palms. I would say a prayer, but I can't seem to wash the ink stains left on my skin. So screw the movies and the falsehoods of goodbyes. Just lies told to sell tickets to a show that is not based on a true story. Death is not pretty. It is a hammer slammed against our picture frames, glass sent in a shower that sounds like my tears turning into accusations against every dream I was given but not allowed to reach. Instead, I'm left watching as death yanked your spirit from the daylight like a weed from the ground. We now stand guard around the sun warming our necks, the hole at our feet, not big enough to hold the stories we told around dinner tables, the air filled with a soulful song, of a bird sitting on death's shoulder. (laughs) I swear, I hear laughter between the preacher's words and the sobs of everyone still trying to breathe another breath before death turns us into another forgotten name written in fields no one visits, even with all the plastic flowers, because death is not pretty. End of poem. Thank you. 
I'd like us just to take a minute in remembrance of your mom. Thank you. Was it your goal to make me cry? <laughs> oh, no, but as we've talked about before, isn't that the power, though, of what we do, what we do, you know, try to build that connection, the bridge, those, those yes, moments. So important. Yes, it's true. And actually, I pulled out a picture of my mom as you were sharing. And just it's just <laughs> look at her. <laughs> you know, our moms are somewhere talking together yeah. <laughs> about, our, about our, their sons. <laughs> yeah. But let's go back. Okay, let's focus. I want to go back to that thing about my crying and the grief that I felt. A reader, was that your goal to, in terms of the connection, how were you going to do that? Flesh that out for me. You know, some people write for themselves. You know, so they can vent. Yeah, others write for the readers. So, what about you? Talk to me. So, uh, I I think any art is, is actually a two way street or a bridge or okay. Um, I yes, we I think first drafts are kind of for you. Um, and even if the subject matter is still personal, like this this set is, it's still meant or the, the second draft or the, the rework is meant to, or I try to use words, images, similes, metaphors, whatever, to mm-hmm. connect um, to any reader so that they go, maybe they don't have the exact same feelings, yes, but they can recognize and not you know, just have that moment of like, yeah, somebody else has felt this or gone through this or, um, you know, I think that that's the, the sometimes the healing power of all art or artistic expressions that, that people do, painting, movies, you know, uh, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I I do think of the reader the second time uh, that I that I work with a with a poem. <clears throat> Share more about the prominent themes that run throughout the collection. Um, there, well, I, one of the themes is this time I uh, indicated what poetic form uh, the poems are written in. I don't go okay. into like explaining all the rules per se. Uh, with that, you know, and I wasn't trying to teach like the poetic form. I just wanted them to know that, okay, this poem, with, when you look at it, it's going to look different because, um, and maybe it's a trinet. Um, I have one of those tonight. It's a small poem. Um, or an, uh, uh, rondelet or something. And that way, as the reader, again, then they can kind of also go, okay, this emotion or topic is also presented inside of a a form or a style. And so therefore I'm going to know that the expression is going to be a little bit different than maybe the poem two pages ago. So um, I wanted to, to kind of elevate that a, a little bit 
and to kind of show that, you know, poetic forms, even though they're not like mm-hmm. cool right now, you know, spoken word and slam poetry and stuff is, but uh, a poetic form can sometimes help the reader and me, the writer, foster a cleaner expression of the emotion because I have to use these, these like guardrails and therefore I can directly um, give the idea to the reader. I think sometimes in a better way than if I just kind of randomly spout off and just get, you know, real emotional. Yes. So that was one of my goals with this collection. So you said you had over 300 poems to choose from. <laughs> yep. That's a lot. That's a lot. To yep. whittle it down to 50, 60, I mean, it's a, that's a huge drop. So how did yeah. you go about organizing the poems? Are they in, again, by theme, style, content? How do you do that? Talk to me. Um, so there's two things that go on there. Um, and I'm saving it kind of for maybe the last, the very first poem is Wild Death Waits. Um, and mm-hmm. the very last poem is called Blue Skies. And I do have it saved uh, for tonight. You know, I wanted to end with it. Um, and the Blue Skies one deals uh, with the, the day I learned that my mom had passed away. And so uh, those two poems, um, just the moment that I had with her, um, and then technically, uh, sadly, within the story, um, we went home on that Monday. My mom had a doctor's appointment that seemed to go really well, according to my dad and everybody, on Wednesday, and then she passed away Friday morning. Um, and so I just, I kind of wanted those to bookend it, to kind of highlight this idea that even in that short amount of time, lots of life still happened. Lots lots of emotion and joys and heartache and thought, you know, so I kind of bookended the poem that way on purpose. Then throughout the, um, throughout the book, okay, I learned this or heard about this trick at a writing conference. And Mm -hmm. this person said, if you're not going to have sections, you know, because sections can be, uh, organized pretty well, but if you got just a, a, a chat book and you're just going to run, try connecting words throughout all the poems. The reader really won't know that, but will each poem will kind of have a word or a thought that connects with it, and it just cascades through the whole book. So that's what I did. I, I sat down with all these poems. And kind of like, okay, I like this. Okay, what were what poem do I get? Oh, that one, yeah. And I, and I, I knew also I didn't, I wasn't gonna put all three hundred, you know, in. I knew that right. for, you know, this kind of book, it, uh, you know, roughly sixty uh, poems or so. Um, and so I also then, as I read one, you know, I just kind of just gut checked and like, is this you know, is this what I want in this book? And if I, you know, my gut kind of said, nah, that one doesn't, then I just put it, you know, put it away um, and went on to something else. But I try to cascade these words um, for the reader. And, you know, I don't, 
I, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever put any of my collections together this way. Um, okay. So I guess we'll see uh, when we, uh, you know, maybe got get start getting some feedback. Um, mm-hmm. What people, what people think. So it's not a collection <clears throat> there, and I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase. I'm, I'm probably getting wrong, but so it's not a collection of 50, 60 of your very best poems. It's a collection of 50 or 60 of poems that meant more yeah. to you than some of the others. All right. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. And then then they kind of connect or they, yeah, kind of flowed um, with them. And I just, I, I, at the end of the day, every artist is, you know, it's, you, you do, it is your art, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And so you got to trust your gut sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's wrong, it's wrong, you know, but I feel very good. I mean, I feel very good, very proud uh, of it. I there, I'll probably put another collection together pretty soon because I got so many others. But <laughs> for this, for this, I like. I yes, I, it's like at the end of the day, I liked the poems that got in. I liked how they flowed, mm-hmm. and I can live with that. <laughs> All right, Jamie, please share some more of your work. <laughs> okay, we'll try not to be so so sad per se because i can't guarantee that (laughs) that's okay that's okay be yourself Um, be true to yourself yeah so i'll i'll grab this one because i mentioned this form um it's a relatively uh new kind of form it's a very small poem um it's called a trinet and um it basically go you have to have um two words in the first line two words in the second line third and fourth have six words and then fifth and sixth um have three if i remember if i did that right yeah so anyway it's a very short poem um it does not have a title but the poetic form is called a trinet love me with nothing but the sadness they left behind i will shape it into a an ocean that we will sail. End of poem. All right, let's grab. Um, all right, so this one, okay, it's kind of sad, but it's okay. Um, this is a, a roundelay. Uh, it's a, a French form. I won't go into the rules because the rules are pretty, but you'll kind of hear uh, some of the, the guidelines for it because it uses a little bit of, of refrains with it. So uh, this is called This April Snow. The morning starts, coffee maker aglow, window reveals flurries passing by. A winter wind rattles my ribs, temperature low. No one will notice the ice in the corner of my eye. I smile as I fall apart like this April snow, gently moving down from the steel gray sky. A winter wind rattles my ribs, temperature low. No one will notice the ice in the corner of my eye. I try to capture a moment from a photo. I only hear the memory of your goodbye. I smile as I fall apart 
like this April snow, gently moving down from the steel gray sky. I try to capture a moment from a photo. I only hear the memory of your goodbye. The days are now unplanted rows. Loneliness knocks at the door, ready to testify. I smile as I fall apart like this April snow, gently moving down from the steel gray sky. The days are now unplanted rows. Loneliness knocks at the door, ready to testify. My breath says another love I may never know or feel the freedom of days in July. I smile as I fall apart like this April snow, gently moving down from the steel gray skies. End of poem. <clears throat> so that one obviously you tell it uses a refrain structure um, and repeats the beginning and the ends of the stanza. Um, okay, so this one um, is totally, and it's also kind of totally supposed to be a slam poem. I am actually, uh, this is one is relatively recent, and I do actually hope uh, to use it in competition. So you'll have to give me some feedback on this one. All right. So I'll, I'll use it. But um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So here's, here's my spoken word talents coming up. <clears throat> ah. All right. The poem is called An Open Letter to the Poem. I'm still afraid to write. I feel you inside. Like a boulder tumbling down a hillside, crashing into the concrete of my consciousness. Every time the muse kisses my mind, your rage burns. Just after each word I write, trying to find a way to materialize in the spaces I leave between my heart and the metaphors. But I'm so afraid of the fire you want to set to the world to burn this illusion down, leaving only ash covering the ground left for the gods to use in the reconstruction of this life. I'm afraid I would not survive such a rage. My fingers blister at the thought of you out of the cage I built by wiring my mouth shut with metal forged in a young boy's heart, wanting only to feel love instead of the loneliness that sat next to him on the bus. My head hurts from the decibel levels your demands reach, pounding my eardrums with a rage that shakes the horizon like a bombardment of bombs dropped from inside my throat. Choking every greeting I try to give like the sketches on the side of my notebooks. Drawn during class, daydreams filled with your searing sneer. I know you want this page. I know you want this pen. I know you carry our pain. But I can't pay the price of the destruction you want to bring to the troubled peace I've pieced together with the words I've given to this world, keeping the truth between the rhymes. I'm sorry. You will stay the poem I'm afraid to write. 
until that time our rage shatters the cage and my heart becomes ash floating on the shock waves of your lines. End of poem. Wow. <clears throat> you know, my friend, with that particular piece, there's a spoken word artist inside you oh. that wants to come out <laughs> and be free and <clears throat> express himself in a way that potentially is different, as you said, than other forms and styles of poetry. So what I want you to do is to read that <clears throat> one for me again, but I want you to slow it down just a little bit. And what I'd like you to do is to emphasize all those beautiful words, the words that you feel like, hey, you know, this is a nice word that I put in here. <laughs> emphasize those words for me. That's critical because, see, that's what's going to bring the piece alive. You see what I'm saying? And maybe you could just be, you know, just reading it, you know, because of this kind of forum. But I want you to be a little bit louder in terms of your projecting. Oh. I want to hear those words. I don't want them garbled. And it just could be the system. I don't want that. I want to hear those words. And I want you to slow it down just a little bit and bring out that spoken word artist that lives inside you. All right. Try it again. Okay. All right. Try again. I got a drink of water, too. So um, that maybe that I'm coming off a little bit of a cold. So that might be a rat. <clears throat> okay, and see, I'll have to say, Dr. Ingram, that's also like, I get told a little bit that I, um, my pauses, and I need to like, be crisp and clear, and not so hurried to get through the, the poem. Um, you right. know, I, that's the thing. Because again, a lot of times, as you know, uh, with these spoken word competitions, their time, you only have like three minutes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's important to keep in mind too. So yeah, don't slow yeah. it down too much. But <laughs> some pre- some yeah. some pregnant pauses would be nice though. Just a few. Okay, uh, I, I'll just I'm gonna try to tap in tap into that spoken word um, spoken word artist here. All right, so uh, the poem is an open letter to the poem. I'm still afraid to write. I feel you inside like a boulder tumbling down a hillside, crashing into the concrete of my consciousness. Every time the muse kisses my mind, your rage burns just after each word I write, trying to find a way to materialize in the spaces I leave between my heart and the metaphors. But I'm so afraid of the fire you want to set to the world, to burn this illusion down, leaving only ash covering the ground left for the gods to use in the reconstruction of this life. I'm afraid I would not survive such a rage. My fingers blister at the thought of you out of the cage I built by wiring my mouth shut with metal forged in a young boy's heart, wanting only to feel love. Instead of the loneliness that sat next to him on the bus, 
My head hurts. From the decibel levels, your demands reach, pounding my eardrums with a rage that shakes the horizon, like a bombardment of bombs dropped from inside my throat. Choking every greeting, I try to give like the sketches on the side of my notebooks drawn during class. Daydreams filled with your searing sneer. I know you want this page. I know you want this pen. I know you carry our pain, but I can't pay the price of the destruction you want to bring to the troubled peace I've pieced together with the words I've given to this world. Keeping the truth between the rhymes. I'm sorry. You will stay the poem I'm afraid to write. Until that time, our rage shatters the cage and my heart becomes ash floating on the shockwaves of your lines. End of poem. Second time that uh, yeah I felt uh, I felt like uh, I was trying to let that poem just tickle the edge of what I was doing you know um, yes but and have that tension <laughs> have that like I don't want you out because I'm afraid you know so I yes. I just yes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. it was to me it was that pull between whether you should whether you shouldn't whether you should whether you shouldn't mm-hmm. and like I said again I was enthralled from beginning to end. Wow, man. You're good. You really are good. <laughs> oh, oh, man, you really are good. I'd be afraid to go up against you because you're good. <laughs> I, I guess I, that's one I want to use in competition. I want to try to memorize yes. it. Uh, memorize yes, it, that's too. A that's a great one. Because when you said, I hear you, I mean, that struck me like a boulder, like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> what is he? <laughs> Let's take a brief break, Jamie. We'll be right back, okay? Okay, okay. All right, then. Give you a little break.
Good evening, everyone. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with one of my favorite poets, Jamie Bullhauer. Jamie. Yeah. Superstar. <laughs> Let me ask you. You know, you write in a number of different genres, and you yes. had the, the, the novel that you wrote. So how does poetry allow you to express emotions or experiences that these other forms didn't? I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just oh. talking out loud. Um, okay. Oh, this might sound... Um, I... Uh, it, the best way I can explain it. And I actually, I have actually two other novels. I've got good word count on, you know, um, I do blog somewhat regularly. Um, I do like blogging. I can be somewhat poetic, but honestly, poetry and even poetic forms, because I love when I get an idea and I find a poetic form that just like snaps and like puts it together. Like, Mm-hmm. It's just that that's a that's almost as magical as writing the words um, the first time, um, and it's the way uh, poetry to me is the way I view the world. It's the way I think. It's the way I talk. Um, not totally talk, but uh, the way um, my heart receives the the world. Um, and it, I, I, that's the best way I can kind of explain it. You know, um, I think if you ask any artist, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think they, it, to a degree, it, it would just be the, that's kind of who they are. It's an element of their characteristic or personality that has to be expressed through paint or pencil or sculpting or writing music or, you know, in the, in my case, um, poetic lines so so do you live your life then like it's a poem i'm trying or at least uh yeah or like a prayer wow um it's i and i i've done that for a while and obviously this year has highlighted it more um but it's without getting really complicated, I come from a really rough childhood and, and writing was one of the ways that helped me deal with those things. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we talked about an English teacher, like the very first program that we had. Um, mm-hmm. And so that everydayness is not ordinary for me. Every day is a chance to sometimes have a broken heart sometimes to feel joy, sometimes to just be together, even if we're across, you know, a digital landscape here, Dr. Ingram, you know, our friendship and just our lives are, are filled with these moments. And if we appreciate them, we can feel them and experience them on a, on a deep level all the time, Mm -hmm. just every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Well, is it, is it a free verse poem that you want to live your life like, or is it another another form? Um, oh, that's a good one. Okay, have you read the book A Wrinkle in Time? Do you know that book? I know of I know of it. Okay, I don't think I've no no no. no. no I've read it. Um, so in there, 
uh, one of the characters describes our um, free will in our life as actually a sonnet. Um, mm. You don't have the free will to just destroy people and do stuff. And you have to find how to express yourself well within the guidelines of a sonnet. And in this case, that's the metaphor. And I, I kind of feel the same way. I think that there are some universal truths that make the world a better place. And if we live our lives inside of that, we can um, experience grand things. Wow. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> hey, share some more of your work. Oh. Man, please share some more of your work. Well, you know what? I, you okay? First off, I actually am holding your book right now. By the way, I read that poem from the Shelling Beans and other collected poems by yes. Michael Anthony <laughs> Ingram. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Security. <laughs> There's a wild poet, <laughs> yeah, holding an old book. Uh, <laughs> well, what is he okay. going to do? <laughs> okay. Well, All right. I, I'll get yes. to my point. Okay. There, there is one poem that really struck to me that first, the first day I got this book. Um, yes. All right. And I just, I, it's to you. It might not seem to be the most poetic, but do you remember your poem "Road Sign to Atlanta"? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. All right. I really would love to, I I can almost see you driving. I can almost be (laughs) in this moment. And I know there are some other powerful poems in this book. I mean, there are just some great, uh, okay. But this one, the first time I, I was just like, this is so you. This is deep, and then it's got that humor at the end. Would you do me the honor and talk about the history or, like, what actually this this poem was for you? <laughs> well, share the piece, and then I will. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll – I know, because you don't have – I and it, it is 23 years old. Um, yes. Okay, so – all right. <laughs> Road sign to Atlanta. Caution. Bridge may ice in winter. Read the road sign that I quickly glanced as I traveled 276 miles south to Atlanta, 276 miles south to my new life, 276 miles south. Caution. Bridge may ice in winter. Read the road road sign that I pondered as I traveled 180 miles south to Atlanta. 180 miles south to a new love. 180 miles south. Caution. Bridge may ice in winter. Read the road sign that I reflected upon as I traveled 77 miles south to Atlanta. 77 miles south to new friends. 77 miles south. Caution. Bridge may ice in winter. Read the road sign that I contemplated as I traveled 30 miles south 
to Atlanta, 30 miles south to new problems and heartache, 30 miles south. Caution, bridge may ice in winter, read the road sign that I stopped in front of as I traveled, one mile south to Atlanta, one mile south to my new home, one mile south. Caution, bridge may ice in winter, read the road sign that I thanked when I turned around and drove away, 276 miles north from Atlanta, 276 miles north from new problems, 276 miles north from heartache. Always remember, road signs rule. End of poem. You are the first person. <laughs> that poem is never, ever, has never, ever been mentioned in 23 years. <laughs> I cannot believe you like that one. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a lot that I like, but there's just, there, there's something about this one. Um, uh, one, okay, first off, form-wise, you use refrains. And you just tweet oh, the line. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> so, so I know, like after the Atlanta, there's a different kind of line. There's a different, you know, your your new life, a new love, new friends, new problems yes. and heartaches, you know, and and mm-hmm. so, um, and then you get us, you you take us one mile. And then you turn around and I'm all like, okay, what, what, <laughs> what? Well, you know, when I was traveling or the group of us were traveling, you know, those signs are on the road. <laughs> yeah. Caution. Yep. <laughs> Roads may ice and winter. And just something about that made me think, hmm, when, you, when you're attempting to, I don't know, go from point A to point B, thinking that point B is going to be better for you, oh. sometimes it makes you afraid. It makes you afraid. Yep. And trying, again, that's just like, that's change. That's change. Moving mm-hmm. from one position of comfort to another causes you to think all kinds of things. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> you are something. <laughs> I have not heard that in 23 years. Oh, man. You something, man. You something else. You are something else. Please. Do you want to hear another one of yours? No, no. No. Please share some more of your words. ever get that chance to just have some coffee and share some of our yes. our favorite you know mm-hmm. things like that um I, you know it, I, yeah it, it would be like this well, yes but well what we can do we can do a zoom thing we can be on zoom just me and you oh yeah yeah because i've got <laughs> some questions i've got some questions about some of these other um of poems too you've got like you're you're 
style and topic matter too is very diverse. Even though yes, I, you can hear you, I like you do a great job um, with that, um, especially um, on on the page. You know your punctuation yes. and some other you know cool thing. And but there's so many interesting, and you separated yours by section. You know, so it's got that you get this chunk mm-hmm. of ideas um, and viewpoints. Oh, okay, um, okay. <laughs> well, let's get back to you. Okay. <laughs> when, when we dialogue on Zoom, <laughs> we can talk right. about that. <laughs> All right. Please share some more of your work. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so this is called, uh, this is a poetic form called uh, Nonnet, um, and it's another short one. And it basically goes nine, uh, breaks down from nine syllables to eight syllables uh, to seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Um, so in that sense, uh, it visually also looks like, you know, it has a visual element to it. You know, it's a short one. Um, yeah, I understand this one a little bit connected uh, to my mom. This is called Empty Frame. Nothing left besides the echo of all the pictures we will not take. Awkward smile, sun in our eyes, moments we will not be to remember. No photos of life lost. End of poem. Oh. All right. Um have uh this one is just a free verse um this one is a little bit um uh kind of a a love poem so this is called dissolve let's kiss like we are saying goodbye interlock our fingers and limbs as if forever was a reality move like bubbles effervescent tingling and golden chalices tickling the throats of the gods so they cannot end the world on a whim or a curse. We will decide when we will dissolve back into two separate breaths. End of poem. Oh, all right. This is a, um, um, a dad life poem. Um, it's called a cape. Um, it is kind of written for spoken, spoken word. So it's a poem um, called A Cape. I wanted to write a poem that my children could wear as a cape when they dare adventure from home that I trusted would be bulletproof, warm, and allow them to fly or disappear whatever the occasion calls for, for I know the troubles the world has waiting for them. But I couldn't find the thread of syllables to weave together that they would want to wear. It's not that they don't believe in superheroes. It's my faith that faltered. I know love is real, but I've seen too many days where hate Stands on stage, trophy raised above the crowd, the nightly news nodding along as hate explains how they won again. Finally walking off stage in shoes with its own logo. 
handing out coupons, 10% off if you spend enough of your soul. I wanted my children to walk the streets feeling protected. But all I could give them was incompetent hands aching and rough from all the years I've stood in front of them, hands out, protecting them like a cape. End of poem. Oh, I see we're past the hour time. So I will, here is the poem um, that ends, ends my book. Um, it is actually a poetic form called the uh, Quatern, um, and this is called Blue Skies. There were blue skies the day you died. Birds filled the air with their joyful songs. Clouds played tag with the sun's rays. Time raced ahead of our steps as we wrestled with prayers left unsaid. There were blue skies the day you died, distracting us from our empty hands that once interlocked with yours. We stood together, confused and lost, tourists in a new country. There were blue skies the day you died drawing our attention away from the concrete watered with tears as we forced our hearts to move one step closer to life without you. There were blue skies the day you died. End of poem. Jamie? Yes, my friend. (laughs) All right. Is there a particular message, and and we've talked about it, or impact that you hope to achieve through this book and your poetry in general? Flesh that out for me, please. Um, the the first thing, and, and because there is there is more in the book um, than the the passing of my mom. Um, All right, and I I wanted to make sure that happened too. Um, within, within the book, um, who, okay. I just got hit with a wave of emotion. Um, I'll try to keep my cool here. Um, so what I really, uh, we had my mom's memorial, uh, because she kind of had a big family and it wasn't right away after her death. It was some time afterwards, you know, to get everybody Mm -hmm. Uh, together and back actually where she, uh, she grew up in, in Wyoming. And so that whole day um, we traveled, we, uh, I took, not all of my kids could go, uh, you know, they have their other stuff, but we made a, a little small family vacation. So we had moments of laughter and joy um, and then during the memorial service, we were all like, you, you understand, as a memorial service, yes, and Aaliyah, mm-hmm. Aaliyah, my youngest, hasn't ever really, that was her first real serious loss of family and of doing a ceremony. Um, and so we had this, the, this moment of, of hurt and healing, you know, but of tears and stuff. Um, and then, you know, we had, we headed back home, you know, for, and so life, 
life is a complicated, glorious mess uh, of emotions. Um, and I really hope the book shares that even in the midst of heartbreak or the loss of somebody, I can still have joy. I still be a, a dad and, and play fun games with my, my kids and, you know, still have friend moments like now, <coughs> yet still have a broken heart a little bit. Um, and that's why I hope that there's a, such a wide range of poetic topics in, in the book. Um, so I hope that a reader connects with that, like the full range of our human um, emotions. Right. <clears throat> you know, that ties into one of my questions, and I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Yep. If you were with someone at a bookstore and they picked up your book, what advice would you give them prior to them reading it? Um, kind of different. I would, I would ask, I would say, I think you need to brew some coffee and turn on your Christmas lights and have enough, just okay. enough light to read it. Mm. Like mm. It, it's uh, to, you know, to have the chaos of life, uh, put away a little bit so that you can, um, kind of focus on what each poem is trying to share um, in regards to our emotions or topic or, you know, things like that. Don't, don't read it distracted because I think you'll miss some stuff. Do you have a target audience in mind for while death waits, <clears throat> a particular group? Um, no, no, I, I most, I guess I wouldn't say like it's for, I, 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 yes, I suppose in the sense of was thinking more adult um, readers, not that teenagers or some, wouldn't enjoy it, but I think especially the loss of the parents aspect and how it's bookend and how I actually, some of the poems are about that, you know, and I, that anybody who has gone through that loss, I think they would connect. And so it wasn't directly written for that, but that's kind of, you know, the idea is people who have some of those hardships in life would appreciate and go, yeah, I remember that feeling. I remember um, those moments, those last moments I might've had with my dad or my mom or things like that. Did writing this book, publishing it as well, changed the way that you feel about yourself. Alternatively, what did you learn about yourself writing this book? Um, no, I don't think it changed. Um, so, so really quick backstory. I put the book together. Um, so all every month this year I have done a challenge, meaning each month I have done – something like in when it started out me and the girls drew a picture every day we had a prompt and we had notebooks and we drew our pictures and one month i i sent out um some emails i believe you got one um i yes. sent a letter out <laughs> just just letting people know like that month i was just like i just i want to send a note or an email to somebody and let them know 
you know, that are important. Um, I, April wrote a poem, you know, so October came around and had had my mom's memorial already. Um, on a side note, not to add to the sadness, but my, my wife actually lost her mom at the beginning of September. Hmm. So we have been dealing. Yeah, we have just, it's, it's been rough. Her dad is still alive too, doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's, and so October and I'm like, I haven't put a book of poems out. I'm going to do this in a month. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I got it out by October 28th. So it, it it was a challenge, but what it got me to see, it was like, yeah, I have um, the poems that have poetic forms, I think do a really good job. Um, My spoken word, you know, I was working on that and some of them are very unique Mm -hmm. and I I, I like Mm -hmm. them. So in one way, I just like, I, and it felt right too. It's like, I just, I need to, to get my, you know, uh, stuff out there a little bit. Um, and so I, I was kind of proud, you know, I just was proud oh, that, that I got that, that done and, um, out to, to some people. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Where can we purchase the book, my friend? Um, on, on Amazon. Um, I don't know. Bookstores can get it, you know, it's set Mm -hmm. up that way, but I get that they, you know, I'm not a, uh, like a household name or anything. Um, but I suppose you could actually request it. Um, but I just, Mm -hmm. I use the Amazon thing because I don't have a ton of time. Um, and it's Mm -hmm. actually pretty smooth. Um, and can, like I said, I got it done in a month, got it up on, onto Amazon within, you know, after they check it 72 hours. So mm-hmm. I know it's mm-hmm. a little bit limited, but yet everybody knows Amazon too. So that's about the only place. All right. Very nice. All right. Right now, you know, we, right now, I'm going to say that. So what's next <laughs> for you, Jamie, in terms of your um, creative future? What are your plans? Uh, <laughs> I really, I've had a story and it's one of the novels I have. I have, uh, the story is of a midlife kind of guy who used to be a poet in college, but stopped writing and Mm -hmm. has some backstory um, and kind of has a moment that the world, like everything falls apart and we go back. He travels emotionally back into time, but also physically back to his childhood home. Um, And then there's kind of a big reveal uh, to a degree why he fell apart the way he did. And then he come, he starts writing again. So that, that I'm hoping to have that one ready to go by like February of, you know, next February. So, you know, We've reached the end of this I know. poetic this journey. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that you let me pull out some of your work. I know that you wouldn't have been mad at me, 
Um, no, of but not. <laughs> but you, you you have a poetic. You do it every time, so yep. <laughs> no reason <laughs> for me to be mad now. Yep. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm accustomed to you now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know your tricks. <laughs> oh, you gotta admit, I did some. I I got I surprised you a little bit. You got me. Uh, you got, you um, got me. You got me. But you you have a poetic voice too, and I love like you know I I, I know what the podcast is, but um yes. you know I wonder how many of your guests know that you also are an artist in, in this round too. You know, because um, it's been not a very many. I don't think. Yeah, you, you, it's been a long time. Just, yeah, it has. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we can talk about that later. Let's focus on you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's focus on you. <laughs> I enjoyed hearing you read your work. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the way that you uh, grief, death is is such a tip, such a, a difficult topic to tackle. But I felt your work was very accessible. And like I said, again, in terms of that bridge between us as the listener or the reader, in terms of what you were sharing, it was there. And yeah. it was very palatable. And you're an incredible writer, my friend. Incredible Thank writer. You. And you know, I always wish you nothing <laughs> but continued success, man. You know that. And whatever yeah, I can do to make do. that happen. <laughs> yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have one more that you can share with us before we go? Just one, um, please. Oh, I, it's sad. It is, Not that some of the other ones were. It doesn't need to be from that book. It could be from um, anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, let, let's cool. do one that has. Um, okay. The, well, and this is called a minute poem. All right. So <laughs> it's meant. It has three stanzas. Um, it's meant to be read. It basically has sixty syllables. So, or 60 seconds. Um, and so it's done in three stanzas. Um, and this one's called How to Fall in Love. Mm. Interlock the fingers, touch palms, keep your heart calm, stay with her pace, go any place, talk about the clouds or just smile and walk a while. Feel her presence with this will be tense. Find a moment to stop and gaze at her crossways. Then turn to see what this can be. End of poem. Wow. Thank you, my friend. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect poem to end on. I want to thank you again. I, you know, you <laughs> you always make my holiday season uh, bright when you come back once a year. <laughs> So I'll be ready next December yep. <laughs> with a new collection. <laughs> oh. and I, okay, maybe you will have yours too because you did yes. announce. I'm just putting you on spot because you did announce <laughs> a new collection. Did you not? Yes, I did. Yes, I announced it every six months. Every <laughs> <laughs> I've been announcing it what? for the last 15 years. Oh, my so God. <laughs> That's enough of that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk on Zoom. We'll talk on Zoom. All right. Okay. To everybody out there, it's an incredible night. Jamie Bohow, the book is While Death Waits. Purchase it. Go through it. 
contact him? I mean, he's available. How can they contact you, Jamie? That's that's what I want to ask. Um, on the app formerly known as Twitter or X, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm JDog90. Um, I'm uh, my blog is it is all connected. If you just Google uh, my name, Jamie Bolhauer, my blog actually usually is one of the first couple of hits because um, I've been blogging for like tw- almost 20 years too. So. Wow. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) And to the listeners, my favorite group of people out there in the world. Yep. As I share with you every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. All right, Jamie. All right, good buddy. Take care. Goodbye. You too. All right. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.